If you're able to stand, I want to invite you to stand at the reading of God's perfect word. Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 29 is our passage that God has given to us. I want you to pay attention as I read these words that this this is a can-do passage. This is a passage about what people can do in comparison to what Jesus can do. So listen for that. Mark chapter 9, verse 14. And when they came... To the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, that's Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it, this demon, out of my son, and they were not able. And Jesus answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw That a crowd came running together. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse so that most of them said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read to you again. Verse 18. This demon had come in this boy and the father said it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. And then Jesus said, bring him to me. The title of this sermon is Expanding. Uh, Those words from verse 19. Bring it to him. 
bring it to him. Y'all remember the great Texas freeze from two years ago this February. Uh, I don't know if you were wondering if we would were going to have to change our saying, don't mess with Texas. Um, I was because five days of freezing temperatures mess with Texas pretty good. Um, apparently, our electrical infrastructure is a big word, isn't it? I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, our electrical infrastructure could not handle everybody cranking up their heat. That's what everyone did, um, except for Ted Cruz. Um, <laughs> uh, I know I'm not supposed to badmouth any Republicans in here. Uh, I'm not trying to get anyone upset at me already. Um, I'm telling you, I thought it was funny when uh, Teddy, uh, I think of him as Teddy, when uh, our senator was thinking, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the, the Caribbean. I'm about to get up out of here and go to the beach um, while four and a half million peasants down here lost power. And if you remember, it was really serious. I mean, hyperthermia uh, set in, medical equipment failed, and, and dozens died. Um, certain kinds of weather are beyond Doesn't just routine life, though, sometimes get beyond you? It does me. I mean, is it beyond, is it, is it just me who experiences power outages when I should be patient with other people who are acting out because of their stress. There's a power outage. Just can't do it. Or when I'm stressed and it seems I don't have the power to not hurt other people when I'm stressed. Or when I'm trying to help others not lose their mind or worse, their faith. All of those kinds of situations, and more than that, are beyond me. I wonder if you would like to know what to do when something's too much for you. I'm going to put it in a sentence from Mark chapter 9. Here's a summary of our passage. When anything gets beyond you. Bring it to Jesus. When anything gets beyond you, bring it to Jesus. Our passage lays out for us one don't and two do's for when anything gets beyond you. Point number one comes in verses 14 through 19. When something gets beyond you, 
don't bring it just to pastors. Verses 14 through 19. Don't bring it just to pastors. Jesus walks up on an argument. Uh, Why is it that this boy's demon is beyond the disciples? And if you were wondering, what is it that would make meek and mild Jesus frustrated? Uh, If you want to know why bringing our problems just to pastors is not the best idea, look no farther than verse 19. Jesus, in hearing what's going on, says, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? The Lord said this very thing back in Moses' day with that generation of his people who were had this inclination to, to put their trust not in God, but in men and in idols. God said, oh, faithless generation, I will hide my face from you. God's people bringing their fears or their hopes to anyone but him makes him frustrated and want to hide his face from them. And when Matthew and his gospel tell us about this story, it's very clear. It's the little faith of the disciples that's really frustrating to Jesus here. It seems to this point, they had done a few miracles in Jesus' name. And then they forgot who it is who gives them the power in the first place. And I wonder if you can relate to that. The Lord sometimes, somehow, uses us even to do the impossible outside of him, which is things like turning other people from the pride that has their hearts and decisions in their in its grasp. The Lord may use us to help someone else to stay in their marriage. And then right after that, at least I, I wonder if you can go days without even thinking about it. Like assuming we can handle all this. Demons and death. Sin and sickness. Friends, remember, these all are beyond us. And let us be reminded from this passage not to do anything for the Lord without the Lord. Here's another thing, friends. Whenever you find a pastor or a mature believer who's pretty disappointing in handling your spiritual problems, don't impose our limitations on Jesus. 
because demons and death, sin and sickness are not beyond him. Let me clarify that you should bring what is beyond you to church. Okay, you should bring those things to church. And and in fact, God says that Christ gives to the church pastors who can help in those very situations that are beyond you. But the most capable pastors will never be enough. Don't bring your issues that are beyond you just to pastors. What is it Jesus says? Bring him to me. When anything gets beyond you, bring it to Jesus. And that's point number two in verses 20 through 27. Bring it to Jesus. I want you to try to imagine the desperation of the Father in this passage. Y'all know this father, um, there's a whole lot of things that are beyond me. And the father in this passage uh, has things that are beyond him. And I want you to imagine how he must feel when his pride and joy was convulsing. Mouth. Foaming like a rabid dog. Imagine all of those moments where this father found his boy. Burning. Or drowning. And what mercy it was that the father found the boy in those situations because that boy was not able to cry out. He was mute. And we're told he also was deaf. So this father and this son had never heard one another say, I love you. Never heard one another say, the Lord loves you. The boy that day did not hear, hold on. I'm bringing you to Jesus. How desperate. Then would this father be when that hated demon and make no mistake, demons are real and they hate you and they want to destroy you. When that hated demon is the boy, the father learns beyond the disciples, just like that demon was beyond all the other religious leaders that he would have brought his child to since childhood. Imagine. How tempted you would be when this thing gets beyond this boy and this father. If if only this desperate dad could have seen what happened right before our passage when Jesus had his metamorphosis. Look in chapter nine and verse two and following where Jesus changes before the eyes of just three men. That that transfiguration uh, was depicted in a painting by Raphael. I think we've got a picture of it. Imagine if the 
the father could have gotten a glimpse even of this just this painting where here below, that's where we are, the bottom half of the picture. There are Jesus's best servants who are struggling to heal this boy, but above them. Is Jesus. He's radiant. And he's glorified as God, the son. Don't you think if he could have seen that. Even though he was desperate, could have seen who it is he's really talking to. Then his words wouldn't have been so weak. I need you back with me, so let's take that down. Uh, Come back here. Maybe if this desperate dad saw who he was talking to, his words wouldn't have been so weak. In verse 22. If you can do anything. Have compassion. Weak. Well. uh, That is a bit harsh. To say that this man in that situation is being weak. And actually, if you look closely at what he says in verse 22, what he says is almost perfect. Just one word is a problem. It's just one word Jesus ends up taking issue with. It's the word if. Let's just fix this in verse 22. If he had come to Jesus and then said, you can do anything. Have compassion. Beloved, I want you to know that Mark's gospel lays out loads of actually really common issues that are all beyond you and beyond me. And what the gospel of Mark tells us is All of these issues that are beyond us get fixed the moment they're brought to Jesus. Fevers. Leprosy. Paralysis. Storms. Legions of demons. All of them neutralized just by Jesus speaking words. The uh, dead daughters get up. Issues of blood dry up. Waters firm up. The deaf listen up. The mute speak up and the blind look up. Just at the power of Jesus. So friends, I'm here to tell you, you're the blind one. If you think any problem is beyond Jesus. I hope what I'm about to say is not irreverent, but all of this reminds me of what we used to say about the best baseball player on my seventh grade uh, team. Charlie Cantu. That was his name. Isn't that a good name? Charlie Cantu. He was the best at everything. And so whenever he would like go from tearing it up at first base or whatever, or hitting a home run or whatever, and he'd walk up on the pitcher's mound. We, we would say things like, Charlie can't preach. And then the fans would all say, can too. 
I bet he loved them. I mean, they, these same people said Ryan can't do uh, like anything on the in, in baseball, and that was true as well. Listen, um, Jesus can do a whole lot. That's why this father has showed up. But the father may be thinking at this point, well, maybe he can't do this. Maybe he can't deal with this deadly demon. Maybe this demon is just too powerful for him. Listen, beloved, can too. Can too. Bring Jesus that demon and he gets him out. In verse 26, bring Jesus the boy and, and, and there his lifeless body and Jesus can get him up. He can do anything. And if you're paying attention in verse 27, when he raises this boy up by his hands, it says, and he arose. You need to know that's the word that Jesus keeps on using to predict what he's going to do. I'm going to arise. So bring Jesus across and he can get through it. Bring Jesus a grave and he can get out of it. Beloved, he arose from the dead. Oh, come on. Thank you, sir. Jesus Christ died on the cross for sinners, not for his own sins, but he died on the cross. And then three days later, he got out of the grave. Amen. If you're here and, and you do not believe in the Lord Jesus, if you have not experienced for yourself what Jesus can do, I want you to understand very clearly God is real and he's absolutely holy and his holiness is beyond you. And what that means is heaven is beyond you. His home is beyond you. Because your sin is a problem that will keep you out. Your sin, even if you were to stop right now sinning, which you cannot do. But let's say that you could do that. What about all the sins before now? They would all keep you out of heaven. But listen to me. If you bring that to Jesus, he can take care of that too. He can take care of you. He can get all of us in heaven and he can bring you as well. So will you turn from your sins and trust in Jesus alone for salvation? For those who do believe in Jesus, I want you to hear with me the rebuke that Jesus gives to this man in verse 23. Yeah, none of the religious leaders could handle that demon. And even the disciples who were given power by Jesus to cast out demons couldn't cast out this demon. But this situation was never a matter of whether Jesus can. And Jesus turns to him and he says, the can that matters is yours. Can you, can you believe that I can do anything? That's the issue. And I don't know about you, but I'm really thankful that the father said if. I'm thankful that there was this hint of weakness in his faith because so regularly my faith is weak. And because he says if, he then can show us by Jesus' rebuke what we should do with our ifs. And that is bring it to Jesus. 
That's what he does. Look in verse 22. That was kind of a low point for this father. He didn't do so great there. But 24, verse 24 is gold. Verse 24 is a double profession of faith. Look at this. Look at this. He asks Jesus with faith. He says, you are the only one who can help my boy. That's a single profession of faith. But then he goes on for a double. Next, he said he didn't just ask Jesus with faith. You're the only one who can do it. He then asked Jesus for faith. Help. You're the only one who can help me with the ways that I doubt you. Help me. Beloved, is your sickness, listen to me, is your sickness beyond Jesus? I'll wait. No, bring it to him. Are your children and their struggles and their decisions and their responsibilities and their dangers beyond Jesus. Bring it to him. Is your marriage beyond Jesus? Bring it to him. Is your anger. Is your anxiety. Is your lust. Is your jealousy. Is your pettiness. Is your unforgiveness. When anything gets beyond you, what you should do right then is bring it to Jesus. Listen, faith brings everything that is beyond us to him. One thing. When you ask him. Leave your ifs behind. And when you ask him, bring all your helps. Help me. Leave your ifs. Bring all your helps. It is not the fullness of our faith that gets our problems fixed. It is the focus of our faith that gets our problems fixed. Focus on Jesus even when your faith is deficient. You've got to learn Who he is as clearly as possible. He's a king and he's gracious and he is powerful. He is a king who is gracious and he's powerful. That's why John Newton said. Thou art coming to a king. Large petitions with thee bring. For his grace and power are such. None can ever ask too much. That's who we're asking. A king who is gracious and he's powerful. So leave your ifs, but bring all your helps. Don't just bring the things that are beyond you to pastors. Bring them to Jesus. And yet I don't want to run the risk here of sounding just cliche the way that Christians just kind of go up to one another and say things like, you know, give it to God, leave it with God, stop taking it back, all that stuff. The question is, how? How do I do that? And that's point number three. Point number three, bring it in prayer. Bring it in prayer. Verses 28 and 29. Four hours from here in Mount Vernon, 
there was a bar that was going to be built right next to a church. Well, the church members didn't like that too much. They were worried what it would mean for their community. And so they asked God to stop this bar from opening. Well, a storm came and lightning hit the bar and burned it to the ground. And the bar owner sued. He was claiming it was the church's prayers that destroyed his business. Well, in court, the church denies it. Doesn't deny that it prayed. Uh, They denied that God answered. And the judge was shocked. He said, I don't know how the rest of this case is going to go. But what's clear to me is the barman believes in prayer. And the church doesn't. So when they get alone with Jesus and they ask him, why is it we could not cast this demon out? He says in verse 29, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. A desperate dad. A crowd of scholars. A pack of pastors. Not one of them. Brought what was beyond all of them. In prayer. Until the Father brought it in prayer to God the Son. Help my unbelief. Have compassion. I want to test something out on you. Uh, Just think about this and tell me, do you think this is too strongly worded? What we believe Jesus for is best seen in what we pray for. You know what that then means about the things we don't pray for. We know Jesus is not saying that anything is guaranteed to whoever prays. He says anything is possible for the one who believes. And you need to know in prayer that what we ask for him to do may not be what he thinks is best for us. And we we also know that just because we ask doesn't mean he immediately answers, even if he does answer, and that God is graciously working in our waiting. I can tell you when I was thinking about this truth, we are to bring all things in prayer, every single thing that gets beyond us. I was so Encouraged to think about a couple of recent stories. About one of the church kids when their mom's car wouldn't start. He prayed. And then it did. And when another child was tempted toward jealousy. In one of her friends. She prayed that God would take the jealousy away. And he did. I love those testimonies. I love that they're growing up in this church. And I believe God really has graciously made us a praying church. I want to encourage you, if if you want to be a praying person and you're part of this church, 
make midweek manna on Wednesday nights a priority. This is where we especially gathered together to do it. But I want to encourage each one of us when we're not gathered together in public. I mean, what is it that you do when you come up against things that are beyond you? Verses 28 and 29, listen to their question. Why could we not? Jesus is saying, whenever we come to our could nots, we should cry out. That's what we should do. And beloved, I'll, I'll just admit to you, seriously, I often come to my could nots and like subconsciously, it's like I think no one can. What if every single time anything gets beyond us, that we stopped whatever else we were doing and we brought it to Jesus in prayer? What if mid-meltdown we brought it to Jesus in prayer? What about right in the middle of worry? Right in the middle of our conflict? Right in the middle of our self-obsessions? Whether we're in public or we are in private, prayer is the way that we put the beyond us things in the hands of one who can do anything in prayer. That's how we do it. Well, back in the great Texas freeze. Our family was just fine. You know, I'd be out there chopping a bunch of wood. You know, keep the fire going up in my house. Y'all know that ain't right. It was mid-February. I hadn't even covered our faucets yet. I didn't even have faucet covers to put on. What I did is I got out in the snow and I walked to a friend's house to borrow faucet covers that a more prepared man already had. But we were just fine. We, we didn't lose power. Because at the time we lived within the hospital's electrical grid. Now y'all, some of y'all know we don't live there no more. And so if the ice comes again, y'all better come checking on us. <laughs> but back then, we were close enough to where the power never runs out. Listen to what Paul says. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond. Beyond all that we ask or think. When anything gets beyond you. And friends, beyond you circumstances are coming. Like probably in a few minutes. Bring those things in prayer. And when you do it, remember who you're talking to. When anything gets beyond you, bring it to Him. Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. And we pray that You would bless 
the preaching of it, again, cause us to believe in you for who you are and cause us to never set our limitations on you. Help us by your grace to leave all of our ifs behind. But every time we need help, even when we need help believing that we would come to you. We pray all this in your name.